hang out. Just to remind you to visit our www.doubledoserawtalk.store and get your podcast merch and rep with your favorite host miss d and of course my ebook is still available my journal to self-love you know it's my experience and a dose on how to build and rebuild your confidence and be confident so go support the show welcome to double dose of raw talk podcast your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable and remember no topic is off limits now let's talk about it it's insane it's insane all right so let's dive right in welcome back guys to another week and another episode on double dose of raw talk podcast i am your host misty and today we have a returning guest from the everybody relax podcast big homie booth welcome back booth it's good to be here of course it is (laughs) (laughs) of course it is why wouldn't it be I wonder um, if somebody ever said it sucks to be here. You no know? one has, and we're not no, about no, to. No, I mean in ge- in general, oh. like in any show, <laughs> like if they just go, hey, it's good to be here. Bet you if they go on the Wendy Williams show, they do feel that way. Yeah, I know, I know. I have, I have a disdain for Wendy. What the fuck? Like I just, I don't understand her. I just don't. It's a lot. It's a it's a lot of cocaine. It has to be. Like she's just a very angry woman, or or she just doesn't know how to. Like maybe she doesn't know how to gauge her audience. I don't know. She's just I think weird. I think I think it's it's a little bit of uh believing that you have less talent than you, people really think you do. Mm. And and the only thing that you're really good for is being this gossip lady, you know. Right. Right. So. Do you even if like someone like her, and I don't know how much you have seen her, but on tv not that you know her personally unless you do then i don't know but um you think she does have any other talents i mean i don't want to diminish what she has done in her industry i think for wendy what she does is um she lacks confidence she's a woman who lacks confidence right Mm -hmm. so like like wendy's the kind of person that makes fun of you being sick but wants you to feel sorry that she's sick got it you know what i mean so in my in my um personal opinion it's if you're able to say something you got to be able to take the same thing back you know what I mean yeah absolutely you know and she don't know how to do that for sure no she don't know how to do that she doesn't all right I mean well Wendy was not gonna be my opener of the show I don't know if you heard but I now have instead of doing the little icebreakers with my guests which I was doing for a very long time I now Mm -hmm. have the raw mess of the week it's Mm -hmm. my new opener kind of relevant to what we're going to talk about today so I kind of want to talk about probably the messiest human being I've seen in the celebrity world mm-hmm. in the past two weeks. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about, unless you've like discovered yet another messy, you know. Thursday. I don't know. There's, some, there's so many messy people. Okay. So I'm going to drop three hints mm. in his thirties. Okay. He's a rapper. Okay. And he's Jamaican. Uh, 30s rapper in Jamaican. Uh, uh, is, is it me? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Safari. Oh, Safari, yes. Okay. Okay. I, I, damn, my voice is cracking. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. Okay. All right. So there's, there's a reason why this is coming up, right? So, of course, we're not going to dive into the entire dynamic of him and Eric Amena because, honestly speaking, like, that's not what this is about. Um, yeah. It is about 
the whole concept of idolizing admiration. I am someone who, you know, I think in general, us as regular, regular, regular people, we tend to look at other people, celebrities, public figures, and we're like, yo, like that's that's somebody that hustles, or like that's somebody that has integrity, or that's somebody that has respect, and and so on, right? Safari, I think, was someone that I did look at that way. Not gonna lie, totally thought he was hot, but I did think I was like, that's because you saw his meat. I did, yeah, and I did think that. Yes, I'm not gonna lie. I'm okay, fine, but throughout the years, I did think, oh, he seems like an outstanding citizen, right? Um, his behavior is relevant to this conversation, Mm -hmm. uh, because I, I strongly feel that. What's been happening lately, in case you've been living under a rock and you guys don't know, um, he is married to Erica Mena, another public public figure. She was a video vixen back in the day, right? Uh, known mm-hmm. to the terror squad. And mm-hmm. um, she's been on love of hip hop and so on. Um, they reconnect, they connect, they get married, fall in love. And uh, she has a baby with him. And it turns out she's pregnant again. They're on love of hip hop Atlanta now for a season, God knows what. Mm-hmm. And he's just like pushing her away. And it's mm-hmm. this behavior that he's showing that um, if I'm going to be very transparent because I have shared it on this platform. I'm very much so triggered by that behavior because that's not too far from something that I lived mm-hmm. with, you know, my uh, former marriage and my son's father, where when they just don't want to have anything to do with you or they're just not treating you correctly or right. Um, sometimes they tend to just push you away. But at this point, I feel like his behavior is beyond selfish, you know, to the point that in the most recent episode, he kind of said like, oh, fuck, this bitch is pregnant again. Like, I'm getting a vasectomy. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. For me, there is one thing that he did say that I kind of want to shine light at. And I know people are probably going to be like, Daisy, what the fuck? But he says to her, a very important line, he says, I told you how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. And for a split second, as much as I think he's an asshole, I feel mm-hmm. like he hasn't been heard. I feel like he's been communicating. A kid is too much. It's too much work. I don't want to have another kid. Blase, blase, blase. This is another. And of course, takes to the tango. Here she is pregnant again. And I want to shine light at this because I feel like a lot of the time, you know, it's not my favorite person right now, but we do ignore the things that people are blatantly saying. We no. do ignore what women or men but a lot of the time men, because they get the scrutiny of it, um, they do say directly what they want, what they don't want. And us, sometimes we create different narratives in our minds. And we want to see if just maybe, just maybe this is the way um, things are going to change or his mind is going to change. I want to shine light on this because as much as I do see him as the bad guy, in an essence, I don't know if we should really be looking at people as the bad guy when they're being brutally fucking honest, especially when it comes to having kids. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Your yeah. thoughts on that, if you don't if you don't mind diving into this with me, because he did become a stepfather first to her first child, mm-hmm. then has a child with her. Are we just supposed to assume he's just supposed to be okay with having more children? Like, or because he's automatically married, he's just supposed to be open to that. What are your thoughts with this? I think when it comes to them. Um, she made that decision like he probably like you said had the conversation with her mm-hmm. and told her yo look I don't it's a lot I never really had a kid you know I'm not ready to have more kids we already you know we don't know their finances they fake it like you know like they're good but they might not actually be good 
And she, you know, it could be so many things, right? Because let, let's take the scenario that she, she, he, they had the conversation. She pretended to understand where he was coming from and told him, yo, I'm on birth control. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, it could be so many, yeah. so many, so many things, right? But she could have lied about the birth control. She could have actually wanted more kids. Um, I feel like stuff like that, the the woman is asking for um, a never-ending headache, right? Because now you you want this guy to act the way you dreamt in your head to be. Mm-hmm. And that's not who he is, right? He told you that's not who he is. At least he conveyed it in a certain kind of way. Because I saw the clip that you're talking about when they were sitting in the table and he looked so unhappy about it. And you know, it's a very joyous, but he's like, yeah, we just had a baby. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Erica's a beautiful woman, right? You know, sort of, she's bought. I think she's beautiful. You, know, uh, you can see a reaction out of me. was like, bitch, do you think she's beautiful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, she's, she's, she's bought, you know, she's, she's manufactured, but she, she, you know, she just has like, you could tell that she has a lot of deep seated uh, abandonment issues. And this was probably her way of like playing him down. Like now you have two kids. Mm-hmm. Now you can't go nowhere. You know, which happens a lot. I've I've known a friend of mine who's been in those situations where, yeah. where they thought that if they got the girl pregnant, then the girl wouldn't leave. Yeah. Right. And they were miserable. Right. right. You know, they were miserable because essentially neither of them really wanted the baby. Right. You know, it's a harsh reality, but it's the truth. You know, like yeah. you know, like it's like that's the thing. Like, so now they they're gonna have a second kid, and they have a whole bunch of problems. They're gonna right. bring a kid into this scenario right. where, where the energy isn't right, the vibe isn't right or anything like that. So it, to me, it makes no sense to be honest. Right. right. I, you know, and that's why I wanted to be fair. Again, my thoughts about him right now, I'm very disappointed in his, you know, who, how this reality has hit him because he is genuinely someone who I thought he was his, you know, as, as best as his true self can be right through social media and whatnot. I really thought, you know, his whole story about, you know, how he, you know, and Nikki didn't make it and all the, the other drama there. Like, I'm I'm a little disappointed in who he is truly showing he is in the sense of how he really feels about the situation. Maybe he thought it was going to be so simple. Maybe he thought, you know, having a baby was going to be nothing, right? I yep. mean, it's a possibility. It is a possibility. We can't assume that just because he's never had kids and he's in his 30s, he's automatically ready. Bullshit. I'm sorry. I don't care. I know. I know. I know. I know. Dudes in their forties that right. They're not ready to have kids. Right. Right. So I. I just want to be fair in that little piece because that is something I don't want to ignore, and I think it goes to show um a lot of the things that we deal with with what you know these celebrities show us um you know fake it till we make it type of thing or mm-hmm. like you know we choose what we could post whatever looks good yeah, aesthetically yeah. or even just like what fits the story right. And yeah. that's what I wanted to open up the show. Also, because he's just messy as fuck. And he's probably the messiest thing I've seen you, in the last you, two weeks. You, you don't remember when they threw all the food at him and, and Dykeman? I did. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was fucked up. 
I mean, it was funny. That, it was that funny. same year, they robbed him, and he cried on the radio about getting robbed on the way to the radio. Yeah, yeah, he he's, did. Look, I think he's, he's probably a he's probably a really nice guy, but he's like one of these people that um, has no. He wants to be this famous person. Mm-hmm. He was around somebody who really became famous. Yes, he watched it right, and in his head, in his head, they were famous together. Right. Boom. Right. Damn, you you fucking hit that shit right in the what is it called? The bullseye? Is that what you call it? What's that circle saying, shit? You, it's called the bullseye, yeah. It it's the called bullseye. the bullseye. Listen, I have a little bit of a blend in this cup, so <laughs> it's happening again. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bullseye. You hit it right in the bullseye. You're right. He probably did see it that way and again so fitting to what we're going to talk about today right um i want to dive right in to the okay. first segment as raw as it gets and it is called we faking it so we making it right is, is this still the piece to the point of what you just brought up in in, in a certain individual's mind they think oh well my partner's making it they're famous so am i because i'm attached mm-hmm. to that it's me i mean is that an automatic though you know i think it's some fuck shit i think it's really you know it's kind of like convenient. It's kind of like getting a pass in a nutshell. Like how much work did you really put in? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're going to attach your image to someone else's image and make it a we, I, yeah. I don't know if that makes completely sense. Um, I do feel though, like when it comes to just society in general, right? Mm-hmm. I think we, in the last almost two years now, uh, pandemic, almost pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, whatever the fuck we want to call mm-hmm. the shit. Um, I feel like too many of us relied on the faking it till we make it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to say us. Let me recant that because I don't know if we fit into that category. So let me recant that. Um, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. Um, <laughs> a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people have been faking it till they make it. And mm-hmm. to me, I feel like a lot of people also hitting reality that, oh shit, I haven't fucking made it yet. Mm-hmm. And I want to discuss that <laughs> because I don't know if that's what's supposed to happen. If people have set themselves up for shit like that to happen, where it turns into fight or flight, where it mm-hmm. turns into let me change my image, where it turns into let me do something else. What are we looking at here? What are your thoughts on it? Because I hear, I know the whole self-reflecting shit or are we scapegoating? I think most of the people uh, in today's society think they view stuff as, um, they view things when they're done, right? They look at the success and they assume they can go from being a guy who would, let's just use somebody like Kevin Hart because I admire his work ethic. Um, Being somebody like Kevin Hart who's everywhere and getting movies and they forget about all the steps that took Kevin Hart to get there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They think that it's based on whatever name you come up with the company or whatever image you make or all this, all this stupid shit. And people can see that. People can see through the, like, the fuckery, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I always tell, I always have the saying where I always say, it's really easy to look out the window. It's really hard to look in the mirror, right? You know, you can look at the mirror, out the window and see such and such is driving a BMW and go, 
I'm gonna get me that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But you don't look in the mirror and say what it takes for you to get that, right? right? You think that you and you know you see it all the time. I saw it in the pandemic. People flip flop with ideas and do different things, and and all that is fine and dandy. But if you're only giving it ten percent and hoping to get a hundred percent profit on it, you're right. never you're never gonna make it anywhere. You're not you're not gonna make it fucking like cleaning cars. So you're not gonna make it trying to open up a company or creating a brand or making a TV show or anything like that. It's just not gonna work for you, you know? And the harsh reality is that some people set themselves up with uh, goals that are unachievable, no matter what they do. Right, right. You know, right. You know what I mean? They don't have, they don't, they don't have the, whether it's, they don't have the work ethic, they don't have the determination, they don't have the, the skills or whatever, you know, it's like that, that Jay-Z line, in order to be Bobby Brown then, you got to be Bobby Brown now. You know what I mean? Ooh. Ooh, you know yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? You, you brought up admiration, which, again, it goes so fitting to what we're going to talk about. And that's exactly where this is leading to. Um, do you think that, and I only bring up that pandemic because I feel like, you know, everybody, everybody. I launched a whole show during a pandemic, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people probably thought that things were going to go a certain way in whatever endeavor they were taking on, right? On the onset uh-huh. of the whole pandemic, right? Do you think people understand the difference between admiration of someone who has made it, right? Uh-huh. Or are they idolizing the fame, it, the money maybe? Yes. Yes. They, they, they only want all the stuff that comes with it, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't, when I look at somebody like Kevin Hart or, or Jay-Z or somebody like that, I don't look at, of course, it's human nature to be like, yo, they're really successful, right? Right. But, you know, I've had conversation with people where I go, yo, I could never be as good as Kevin Hart. Because mm-hmm. Kevin Hart wakes up at five in the morning. He's doing this. He's spending time with his kids. He's flying in and out, left and right. You know, like, for me, I know my true self I know that at some point I would be like nah fuck this shit right <laughs> some people would lie yeah. to themselves yeah the, I always think it's really funny when people um have a tough time taking criticism and then make up a whole like support system in their head like you know what I mean like okay. when people like yeah I could do this I could do that and that's cool. Like people could tell you you can't make it and you make it, right? And that's 100% possible, right? But you have to also put in that work to get there. It's just not going to be it's just not going to be like, "Oh, I I made an Instagram. People think I'm funny." You know True. what I mean? Like True that. Like it True doesn't that. work that way. People and only it, want the success. And 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 even the ones who are, you know, creating the Instagram just to be funny. Not for nothing. Those motherfuckers are posting like 10, 12, 15, 30, Bro, 20 I, times I, a day. I want I want to post. Like if anybody follows me they, and they listen to this, I want to post, right? But I also have a regular job, right? right. I, I have a regular life, right? So there's stuff that I would like to do. And mm-hmm. then there's and then, you know, there's stuff that like regular life just takes over, right? You know. Right. Right. So, like, I watch these people post and do all this shit and shake and move and show up in places, shake hands with people. And I go, 
kind of antisocial. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, I can't be at parties like that. Not you know? the antisocial. You know, I just be in the corner. <laughs> That's fucking really But I, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of the type of work that it takes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I watched you. I watched you do a live show, right? Your live show took a lot of work, right? Disgusting. A lot of work, right? <laughs> a lot of work. Uh, can right? we, can I, can, we could put this on the mic. Can I put it on the mic? I don't can... know. You're on the mic. All right. I'm going to put it on the mic. I'm going to, I'm going to mm -hmm. disclose it. I was asking you for guidance. I was yeah. asking you for mentorship months mm -hmm. before, because I, I, I needed a sense of direction. I needed someone who's been doing this far longer than I was, mm -hmm. um, to, to give, the outside view, you know what I mean? Um, in, in something to give me some form of direction because it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fucking work and, and I work. very simple, I think. And it was a lot of work. Now imagine, imagine these big podcasts with a big team, you right. know what I mean? And you're trying to meticulously pick the way it looks and you know, all this stuff. I I'm always like, wow. You know, like I have like new found respect for stuff like that. I don't look at it in the sense that I feel like a lot of people look at it like this. They look at it and they go, I can do that. Right. Right. And that's, and, th and that's where it stops. Right. Then they just go, yo, I'm going to go do it. Right. And then when they get there, they find out that it's a ton of work and they're super disappointed by it. Right. Yes. They didn't become millionaires. They didn't yes. do all these magical dreams that they had in their head. And that's where I'm more realistic. Right. So, mm -hmm. For somebody like like me who does a podcast, right? I I would love to be Joe Rogan, right? I would love to be Joe Rogan. Why wouldn't I want to be Joe Rogan? Right. But Joe Joe Rogan was making podcasts when I was probably, you know, out, out here to trying to suck some titties. You know what I mean? Like he, he's been out here forever. So he deserves whatever deal he got. He put in the work, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, people yeah. don't want to put in the work. I feel like we live in a microwave society where okay. You just put stuff in the microwave, you hit five minutes and whoop, you're ready to eat. Yeah. And that's not the, that's not the way it works in real life, man. You're you right. Know? You're right. And I think that that's where, um, there's probably, you know, in the concept of self-reflecting, I think part of that come, it's like a tug of war between, you know, admiring someone for their work ethic, admiring someone for their success and then idolizing it. I think there's a very thin line between saying, damn, he has such a good hustle and then saying, I want to be just like him. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, to your point, like, are you reading all the fine print though? Are you understanding how that story was made? How that's how that movie was made? Did you yeah. look at the credits? Did yep. you look at every little production piece that took to get the final product, the final movie of that person's success? No, you didn't Half the all time. The, all the people telling, you no. all the people, yeah, you know, all of that. And, and, and that's where I think, um, we do see a very thin line. Um, I want to circle it back real quick. Okay. Mm -hmm because we're talking about just individuals who we may admire or even idolize, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that's even possible in a relationship? And I want to like, circle it back. I want like, to am, I, am, I, am I your significant other, you mean? Or idolizing them. To your point, when it came to someone like Safari, he attached someone else's fame to be his fame. Yes. And, and, and that's, that's not admiration. I think that was idolizing her. And yeah. I think in a sense, because he was idolizing Erica Mena's public figureness, mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. That's where he went so rapidly to attach himself to wanting her, wanting her, uh-huh. wanting her so quickly. Yeah, My thoughts, I, I, I don't know. I I think for him it also included a third layer where he knew that by being with her, he would have uh, he would be talked about on blogs. You know what I mean? And it's really what he really cares about, right? He thinks that fame comes with people constantly talking about it. And the reality is, this is this is crazy, but this is all a factor. This is the Kardashian factor, what I call. Ooh. Right? Talk about it because I don't like them. <laughs> but the difference is, this is the difference between most people and the Kardashians, right? Mm-hmm. Them bitches work. True. They work. Whatever they do, they're going to make that shit the hottest shit ever, right? Yeah. Whatever they whatever they involve in, whatever, it doesn't matter. They're going to they're gonna make money from it, right? right? So everybody else looked at them and said, yo, Kim has a, uh, a fake ass. I could get a fake ass. Kim got some fake titties. Mm-hmm. I can get a fake titty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 and, and then it just spawned this whole thing. But if you notice, nobody else makes it to that level. Right, right. Because their work ethic, whether we know it or not, whether it's the mom hustling and teaching them to hustle. Remember, this lady was essentially a single mom for a little while after her husband died. True, very true. Right? And then had a ton of kids that she was like, oh, shit. How am I going to support this and maintain this lifestyle that I have? Right. Right? So people look at it and they want the Kim K success. The yeah. highly success, right? You see chicks doing makeup and doing all this shit and all this, and it's just not as successful, you know? It's yeah. just not. It, yeah. it, people don't understand that we only watch the meal set on the table. We don't watch how it got made. Yeah. We don't watch that. You know, we just watch, oh, the meal. So for somebody like Safari, who I feel like he just does everything for... They, there was a point where he tried to be a rapper, right? And he still tries, you know? <laughs> he still tries because in the beginning, he was saying that he was writing everything for Nicki Minaj. He did say that. You're right. You're right. right? Which I had a so, huge problem with that because I did feel from the beginning, you are you really trying to get credit here or is this true? Which is it? He's also, he wants to be as famous as, he probably wanted, he probably, like you said, you know, he attached himself to Nicki. And yeah. he was like, well, if, you know, let's say he did write some stuff. Well, you know, I wrote some of her shit. Yeah. I should be as famous as her. Yeah. No, bro. That's not the way it works. You know, like it doesn't happen for everybody. Right. right. It, it, there's always like uh, a line that people say, I think Jada Kiss said it. Hey, there's dudes in jail that were better than Jordan. You know what I mean? So like, it just doesn't work out the way for everybody. Right. You yeah. know, it, yeah. it's. In order to make it, it's like, it's like Russian roulette with life, right? You like, you try to like, you just roll the dice all the time. Mm-hmm. You try something, it doesn't work. Maybe, maybe you're just going to be the illest UPS delivery guy ever, you know? Yeah, you do that shit with pride. And absolutely. It, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, listen, if I had the illest UPS guy coming to my door, delivering my packages... You will get a tip in Christmas. And if he's hot. <laughs> you, he, he, you, you will get a tip in Christmas. I will get a tip in Christmas. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just going to keep it real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. I absolutely would. I feel you on all of that. Honestly, I, you know, you just put a lot into perspective for me because I, I just, I, I don't want to say like, oh, people set themselves up to that type of disappointment. I think that a lot of the time also, because they don't face reality yet, you set yourself up for disappointment first and foremost. Let's hold you, let's hold you accountable for your bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I think a lot of people are now realizing, and let me just put that shit out there because it's part of our reality, right? You're working, mm -hmm. I'm working, we've worked through the pandemic. We have our podcast, right? We're trying to make something of this. We're still holding down our, our jobs, our careers, right? Okay, cool. I do think while there are people who rightfully so have needed and have and still need the benefit of unemployment, I think some people thought that that was going to be a way to escape responsibility Ooh. and 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 abuse it to have some form of a come up on a side hustle. Yeah. And that part is where you have kept yourself so stuck. Mm -hmm. Right. So stuck between admiring these, idolizing these and not facing your fucking reality mm -hmm. at all. And those are the type of people that I feel truly do a disservice to a lot of the work that others are doing during self-reflection while trying to put through with a hustle while working or not, or really need some form of a benefit. Right. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like, when are we too old to still be on that limbo? Let me take away the weed because you and I are not those people. But I'm saying, like, when are we too old for that bullshit? I think you're too old at 30. 30, I'll okay. tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you personally. 30 hit me like a rock in the face. Mm, mm. I, like, you know what I mean? Like, when, thir when 30 hit me, I was like, oh, shit, my credit fucked up. You know, I'm, like, going through all these things, you know, like, all this stuff. I'm, like, trying to figure it out. And, and you know, on your, on your, um point about unemployment mm. i got a degree on unemployment mm. right mm. when 9 11 happened i was a ups guy right really yeah oh. and then that's how the beard got here right? and you used to not be able to have facial hair in ups um i didn't know this Do yeah. tell. <laughs> so you know i was at ups they were doing all this bullshit i remember clearly i came in and it was like around Christmas time and we were supposed, we, so we always got a bonus around Christmas. It wasn't shit. It was like 500 bucks, but you know, it was 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember they were like, oh, there's no bonus this year. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, there's no bonus. And then somebody like photocopied like a newspaper article and put it all over the building of like the CEO of UPS gave himself, he gave himself a bonus for like $3 million. And then I was like, oh, there's my bonus. So then I decided right there, that moment, I decided, I was like, either I'm going to, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get fired from here. This is what I, this is what I decided. I was like, I'm going to get fired from here. It's over. I'm going to make this shit happen. So one day I decided not to show up. Uh, one day I asked for the day off. They told me, no, you can't have the day off. And I was like, so stick, like, how are you telling me I can't take a personal day? Mm -hmm. And then I took four days in a row uh, or, th or three days, something like that. And then, you know, when I came back, you know, I got whatever, I got sat down with HR and all this shit and I went on unemployment. And then I used that time. I was like, I'm getting a degree because the whole time I'm thinking I'm not doing this job mm. forever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like 
I need to figure out something. And no knock on anybody that does it. Because, you know, I got mad people there that I love and still do it. Right. They, you know, but, like, I needed to use my time for my time. You know what I mean? To, like, improve myself. So mm-hmm. there, I go through little stages where I try to improve myself. But if you're, if you're 36, 37, 38, 39, and you're still trying to figure out how the fuck you should take step one. Mm. Mm. Like, just go get a regular job, money, and just stop. Not the baby steps. Just mm. stop. Like, in, in the words of Biggie, don't be mad. UPS is hiring. Just go over there. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. because you could retire from there. You could do, you know, become a supervisor, become a district manager, whatever you want. But if chasing a dream, right? It's like, imagine me being 37 trying to make it to the NBA. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Everybody you're right. will laugh, right? Right. You're right. You're and I'm not saying right. I'm not saying like for people like us who are trying to get a podcast going and all this, mm-hmm. you know, some people watch it from the sideline and go, what the fuck y'all doing? Right. You know, and that's why I never think about it money wise. Right. I just keep I just do it. Mm-hmm. If one day money comes, it comes. If it doesn't, if I'm on episode 2000 and I, I still just do it for fun, I'm cool with that, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I know I got a job. I'm not right. going to stop working to just pod. Right. And, you know, and I always look at it like if you're young, sure, dive, dive into it full steam ahead. Give it one year, but you got to give it 110% every fucking day. Yeah. And see what results you get. If in one year you don't get the results that you imagine, it's over, man. Do it halfway and go get a regular job. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I had a conversation with someone today and I'm not going to say um, the person's name because I don't incriminate nobody um, and I don't want people up in my business. But um, I had a conversation with this person and we were talking about their hustle and just all the steps it takes to that person's hustle, right? To mm-hmm. to what they're doing, which I'm familiar with because once upon a time, I worked at the garment district in production, right? Yeah. Um, with a clothing company. And um, we, we were talking about what our purpose is and why do we do what we do, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what's the reason? And, and the consensus was essentially, we don't do it for the money. We know there's a, there's a price to it. Right. Uh-huh. Because everything in this mira, how is it? Um they say it's not lo barato costa caro. You know, if, uh-huh. if, it, if it's cheap, it's usually gonna cost you way more, right? Yeah, yeah. So they'll say that, right? Like you yeah, there's a price tag to it, but what's really your purpose and your intent? Because to your point, right? If you don't see the financial resource, so if you don't even see any financial period. You're going to keep quitting. You're going to keep giving up. You're going to suddenly fall back. You're not going to want to, oh, suddenly the problem is the thing, not you, not Mm -hmm. your mindset. And I do think that there has to be more purpose to what it is that we're doing in life. So I say that to say, there are some UPS drivers who really do an excellent job. And you want to know why it is? Because they take pride in what they do and they actually fucking like it. That's why we have people like that. We have people in every single type of level, industry, job, company, you name it, that are successful in what they do. And it's not because, oh, they've reached their limit. No, it's because they do the above and beyond and they excel Mm -hmm. in it. And they could probably teach a few people several things, probably even the people that sign their checks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, how about that? But I do think that when, when there is this tug of war, 
between the admiration and the idolization. I think sometimes we even want to sit there. You know what? Let me stop saying we because I don't consider myself like that. And I don't consider you both like that. I think there are some people who want to be admired and who want to be idolized because in their come up is the fame is the I'm known. My name is known. I'm out there. I'm somebody. It's like that, that validation from other people. And yeah. I think that's where there's real failure to be quite honest. Yeah. People, people, people chase, uh, trying to make a legacy for themselves. And mm-hmm. you know, those people end up spinning their wheels in mud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't care. They don't catch any traction, you know, because like the, the minute that they, they go, yo, uh, you know what I'm going to be? I'm going to be the, um, I'm going to start a business about house painting. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. And then, and then, uh, they don't get all the, they don't get clients right away. Then they'd be like, Oh, fuck it. I'm going to start a business, uh, making couches, you know, right. and you're never going to, it's never going to work like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's never going to work where you're like, you're chasing this legacy that you want to leave. Man, fuck a legacy, right? Like mm-hmm. a, a legacy. I don't really care what I leave because when I'm gone, I'm gone, right? I care that people thought while I was here, I was great. Like, oh, what a good stand-up dude, you know? What an honorable dude, you know what I mean? Right. And I think people forget that and they just want the, yo, I go down the block, niggas know me. You know what I mean? Niggas know me. What the fuck do I care about that? You know? I don't care about that shit. I don't want to be known on this block. Niggas, niggas know me down the block because I lived here for a long time anyway. So, you know? Yeah, let me tell you something. Shout out to all my family that have my last name. But people fucking knew our fucking last name because we were always the people fighting. <laughs> I didn't want them to know. I, didn't, I no longer, once I moved out of there, I no longer wanted people to know my last name. I no longer wanted people to know who the fuck we were. Absolutely not. No. Some so, of these so motherfuckers me, are embarrassing. Let, let, let me ask you. So when do you think is is too old to be still like trying to figure it out um because of my realizations at age 30 which is why I snapped the fingers because definitely credit Mm -hmm. score was one of those realizations to me and I've worked real hard to it I I want to play the devil's advocate on that and part of me wants to say uh mid 30 35 right because I feel like that's where I got my life together so quote Mm -hmm. unquote um and yet I was still hard on me. I was still like, damn, bitch, it took you too fucking long. So I think that's too old. But you know what? Fuck that. I am going to say 30. In fact, mm-hmm. in fact, some of you who are probably going to hit that 29 birthday, it's kind of like the crisis that comes around. Like, oh, my God, I'm about to be 30. Some some people are too fixated on not people. Some some females are fixated on. Oh, my God, I'm not married yet. Oh, my God, I don't have kids. Like, listen. Calm the fuck down. There are other things you better make sure you have aligned and checked off before you start thinking about popping kids out and you want this big ass diamond on your hand, on your finger, just so you can stunt on all your single friends. Like, mm-hmm. there's a bigger picture here, right? Um, I feel, though, there are certain fundamentals that make it very difficult that are missing from our lives, our education, our upbringings that make it real difficult for us to get there by the time we are 30. And I want to be fair on that, right? For sure. I'm someone very honestly, I went to college booth. I did all of that. I have two degrees. Ask me where in all of that was I taught anything about life. No, they don't teach you shit. They don't teach me shit. They didn't teach me shit. I want to be fair on that. Can I get by in life very well with those degrees? Sure, I can. 
But there's certain things that not during a bachelor's, not during a master's, not nothing. Do they ever say, hey, let's have a whole discussion on credit scores. Let's have a whole discussion on financial, you know, gain on financial stability. Let's let's have mm. certain com- none of that ever at all. None whatsoever. Where's these city high schools? Where's these city high schools? Absolutely. Yeah. The fuck not. So that's where I could see um, certain people and I could empathize with them if they have not reached that threshold. I can. But in actuality, where we are today, our access to internet, you know, we're always on it, right? Like social media, we're always on it. You're going to fucking Google. Like we are at this point where there's ways for us to self-teach. You know, there there is. There's no reason why a 20-something-year-old could sit there, oh, I didn't know. No, you have Google. We we didn't have Google really growing up. We didn't. I I had Yahoo. You had Yahoo? Damn, I had the AOL dollop. That shit would take forever. I had Yahoo. That, Yahoo was like the original Google. You had to go to on Yahoo to look shit up. Yo, shout out to one of my closest friends. She still has a Yahoo email. Oh, <laughs> she, she's single. I fucking hate you. <laughs> she's single. <laughs> Every time she go hit somebody, yo, just email me at yahoo.com. They're like, oh, <laughs> Like, I have, I still have my AOL. But that's because I have that shit connected to so many of my, like, like I've had Sprint how many fucking years now? Like, oh. I have that connected to that shit like that. But no, like, I've been looking at her since I was like, yo, you don't have a Gmail? She'd be like, no. <laughs> no, I'm good with my Yahoo. <laughs> I still got my Yahoo on my phone, but I don't know the password. <laughs> Wait, do you get any of the emails at all? You mean... Maybe, uh- you mean to tell me people I, could be contacting you from years ago for whatever reason right now. It could be dire urgent. That's the only way to contact you. And you uh, don't receive shit. They probably would have been all my old bitches. <laughs> That's why I would have. I'm on my Yahoo email right now. No. How many? <laughs> What's the number? Oh, shit. Uh, 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 10,352 emails. That's a lot of emails for an email you don't use for God knows how long. <laughs> I got mad, mad Pizza Hut email. I mean, mad Domino's emails here. Wow. You still eat Domino's? I mean, I ate it today. I'm done with you. <laughs> with that word is attached to which email, though? <laughs> I'm done. Listen, the fucking idolization and admiration of life is real and i do think that we do need to be a little bit more realistic to a lot of the eventful occurrences that may happen that may kind of make us believe in this whole admiration idolization this whole this whole momentum of i could be somebody i could be Bezos, i could be um gates i could be so and so right like i feel like we really need to come back down to reality about bullshit like that um it's not to say the impossible is always impossible. No, sometimes it is possible. But don't think that because you blink and the pandemic is over, fame is at your door. That's yeah. not how this shit works. I think I think for, uh, for a lot of people, the, you know, the unemployment, they didn't utilize the unemployment the way they should have, right? Absolutely they had, not. you know, I get it. Some people were making really good money on unemployment. You know what I mean? There was a yeah. point that people were making $1,000 a week. Right. Right? And instead of taking that thousand dollars and just going yo you know what i don't really have to worry about my bills i'm making more money than i was making regularly right mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna do this for 110 percent you know 
they kind of probably just semi did it and enjoyed the hundred, the the thousand dollars a week a little more than they than they actually hustled. You know what I mean? You know, like they probably just sat around the crib and this shit like that. And time came and time kept going. I want to be messy. Can I be messy? You can be messy. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Because yeah. I've seen this happen. Pandemic hits. People now have to live off of unemployment. What are your thoughts about those people that continue to live beyond their means and beyond their dreams? I think those people are just going to be, they're going to always struggle. You know what I mean? I know it sounds fucked up. I think like they're just always going to be trying to dig themselves out of a hole. Got it. You know what I mean? Because they, yo, the most money I spend is on my, is at work. Like on a regular basis, because I'm buying lunch, I'm buying breakfast, right. I'm doing all this stupid shit. I'm taking calves, right. you know. <laughs> so you know, like I'm totally giving you the side eye for taking a cab tour from your house. <laughs> there was a there, there, there was a day that was raining, and I took a cab, and it was thirty dollars. I heard. <laughs> I was like, shit was seven minutes away. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like for people like that, they and it and it goes back to what we were saying, like. I feel like a lot of people don't know themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know who they really are. Mm-hmm. People, people create these characters, right? These yeah. like, it, it, life is like for for some people, life is like WWE. Oh. You know, some, you know what I mean. They create all these characters. They're, you know, and in reality, they're really like scared little, like person inside. It. it they they always struggling because they're never harnessing that they're never healing that yeah you know so so then they repeat these cycles because they're creating these characters you know they they want to be larger than life yeah yeah well I think that's how that's usually happens when people want to suppress their realities um because they don't to your point want to heal or face certain things that that hurt certain mm-hmm. things that they don't know how to cope with or don't want to cope mm-hmm. with so isn't it easier right to put on this whole costume. Yeah, and and be on stage all the time instead of off stage, and show the fact that you are just human, and and yeah. that you can't fuck up or that you don't have all these perfect things or that you're not perfect, right? Um, people definitely have that struggle. One last question for this, and then we could go into the next segment. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever sat there and said the statement, "I want to be just like blank when I grow up"? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I taken bits and pieces of individuals throughout my life okay. right so like I'll use because when you're a kid you know when I was a kid I thought I was going to be Batman like mm-hmm. anybody that knows me thought that mm-hmm. I legitimately was going to be like hey I just go work out somebody got to stop crying you know what I mean yeah yeah you you but, have said that you've always felt that way yeah yeah so yeah. you know as I got older like the two most recent people that I thought of was um Nip- the late they're both it's sad because they're both dead now but mm-hmm. uh nipsey hustle and kobe bryant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right Nip- nipsey had an incredible business mind some people like might have never heard of nipsey hustle till he died right me but if you if you just hear nipsey just talk like mm-hmm. nipsey, nipsey did some shit where he sold his album for a hundred dollars right nobody knew who the fuck he was Mm-hmm. But he then created value to his al- to his album, right? But he brought, he also gave it out for free. Mm-hmm. He did. People don't know. You, yeah. you know what I mean? So if you wanted to support him, 
you paid the hundred. Mm-hmm. And what happened? I think Jay Z bought a hundred copies. Mm-hmm. Right. So his business mind was incredible, and Kobe Bryant was somebody who people told him he sucked. Yeah. You know, and he decided he was gonna work uh, harder than everybody. Yeah. I I remember like recently since the Olympics are going on, they were interviewing I think Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. and Dwayne Wade said um they he, they were waking up for breakfast. And they see uh, Kobe sitting there with two ice packs on his knees. Okay. And they're laughing. They're like, you know, you must be getting old kind of shit, right? And he goes, old? I already worked out for five hours. I'm just eating breakfast so I could go back and work out for another five hours. And they were like, oh, shit. shit. We just just woke up. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, that goes back to the reality you're talking about, right? The hustle. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart wakes up at 5 a.m. That goes yeah. back to that shit. Imagine yeah. everything he gets done by the time we fucking wake up. Yeah, that's true. Right. Like, I always I always think about people like that. Like, that, I always have this, like... Hey, hey, guys. I wanted to remind you guys that if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast or you have a podcast and it just needs a little bit of help, we have the solution for you. Today's show is brought to you by... Idea to Launch Academy, the only multicultural podcast academy that to date has helped launch over 500 podcasts. I mean, anyone can launch a podcast, but it takes lots of hard work and a solid foundation. You can Google how to start a podcast and publish it. And then, yeah, who's going to listen? Carlo Omeris, the CEO and founder of Idea to Launch, has put together a course that will help you take your podcast from idea to launch in just 30 days with her proven five-phase formula that helped her reach over 100,000 downloads in less than a year without social media presence or any tech background. Your artwork, recording, editing, marketing and so much more also when you are part of the course you become a part of a community of podcasters i'm one of them use the link in our show description to enroll in the launcher podcast in 30 days 2.0 let them know that double dose of raw talk sent you and get the instagram 101 crash course for free enrollment is open you know you you said in a struggle but my inner struggle is like it's more like, um, in order to make it, I have to be like this. I have to, what am I willing to sacrifice to get to that level, right? Because yeah. if, you're work, if you're like that, if you're grinding like that, you're not going to see your kids as much as you want to see your kids. Mm. You're not going to get to sleep as long as you want to sleep. You're not going to get, and so on, anything that you like is going to go out the window because mm-hmm. this is your goal, to get to this level of greatness. Like mm-hmm. Kevin Hart performed, in, in a sold out football stadium mm-hmm. it's never been it's never been done you know right. Right. so like I thought about like I put myself in that moment of standing on that stage and watching the crowd all the way to the back where you couldn't even see the motherfuckers mm-hmm. in your hometown of Philadelphia right right and I go this guy fucking worked his ass off that's the right. only thing I can say you know right. You know what's funny? Um, and, and this is, you know, because you know me, I always got to talk about certain things that probably my listeners are like, who the fuck is that? Let me go Google. You just uh-huh. put something 
perspective for me. Um, HBO Max is actually going to come out with a documentary, a special on Romeo Santos, known in the Dominican Republic. Um, shout, shout, out, shout out to, I think, uh, Mero, who, yes. uh, who's, yes. who, the kid Mero from This is a Mero, who, who interviewed him. Yeah. Um, I didn't make it to that concert. I definitely have gone to see him perform. I'm not going to give the details, but I did post to say that they actually met him. I actually met Maromo Santos. Um, in my career, I've met some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what is crazy about him, and I posted it briefly, dude, I lived on 174 in Clay in the Bronx. My mans used to come to 173rd and Webster to the McDonald's to do the street festival down there with, no. the, the, with the group and singing on the street stage. Like, yo, they were kids. And for yeah. you to be able to go back to to your point of what you're saying, it's like, yo, that's achievement. That's yeah. that's working hard. I was like, I think I was like 13 or 12 years old seeing him perform. I think I was that young seeing him perform, seeing that group perform in the street. If, if anyone wants to Google the street view of 173rd and Webster, please do so. So you can see what the fuck that place looked like. And then to be at a certain level where you're representing your culture, you're representing your country, your, the city where you're from, and you get to come back full circle into a stadium. That's I mean, think about, think, 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 think about it like this. How many, how many people before him did bachata? I mean, you're talking old school, but none of them did right? what done. Yeah. But what do, they, what, what do they call him? The king of bachata. Don Rosa the king of bachata. You're right. You're right. You're right. There you go. You're right. It, you're absolutely right. There you go. Yeah, so right. you know what I mean? Like the the work ethic that it took that young man to get to where he was at, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like I've never heard, believe it or not, I've never well, I guess you believe it, but I've never heard none <laughs> of his, none of his music. I've never heard uh Bad Bunny either. But I'd be like, yo, these motherfuckers be working. They we be were just working. talking about Bad Bunny too. Another one that I, it took me a while to warm up to his music, but he he hustles. You know, you know, you, you know how I, 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 he was on, on HBO, on the shop with LeBron, right? Mm. And he went and he, he had a wrestling match in WrestleMania, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And he moved to Orlando. He canceled everything. He moved to Orlando for like three months so he could train to go be a wrestler. And I'm like, this nigga's rich. He don't got to do none of this shit, you know? He's over there <laughs> jumping from the fucking top into the outside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even even to do that is work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. anything you want in life is determination and hard work. And that's how that's the that's the magical potion right there. Fun fact, though. Did you know that Bad Bunny's real dream was to become a wrestler? Not. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. That's what he said on the show. The, the irony of that, the irony of that, that is his fame, mm-hmm. his work. They his, got him his dream. The, yeah. the fucking irony of that shit, right? Yeah. It's it's sick to me. It's amazing. So in that, guys, the admiration and idolization, please make sure you find the balance in that because that's basically what this conversation is about, at least yeah. in this part of the segment. The hustle's real, and at some point, reality has to be faced. This shit, you don't just blink, and it's just not there knocking on your fucking door. You know, you really have to hustle it out. Sometimes years, years, years to get to where you want to get to. Yeah. Um. We're going to dive into another concept real quick uh, into the double or nothing segment. Um, I just simply titled it. I'm human. Um, Keeping it raw though. Uh, 
we deal with a lot of bullshitters. We already discussed this. Um, and we could give benefit of the doubts. Oh, you know, they're just humans and whatnot. The concept of being just human. A lot of the time when you do have people who are truly hustling and who are putting in the work, you know, they deal with this thing sometimes, oftentimes, um, where it makes it easy for them to quit maybe. Um, funny, right? There probably are some people who should probably fucking quit and they don't. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not being shady. It is the truth. Don't laugh. It's the fucking truth. I'm sorry. There probably is. <laughs> there probably is. Some of y'all should be quitters. <laughs> some of y'all should be quitters. I mean, you know, find your next step. Um, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. I want to actually define this because we're also going to define the complete opposite of what imposter syndrome is. Okay. So just to give a nutshell, um, imposter syndrome is when one develops, you know, this um, ability to underestimate our own values, our skills and accomplishments. The Dunning-Kruger effect is the exact opposite of that, right? Is when you're like too much of a fucking you know, confident, obnoxious, like you're just way, way too much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the imposter syndrome. I want to highlight this though before we dive into, you know, the other effect, which I'm going to tell you what the internet um has has named it as an alias, the 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 effect one. <laughs> you're gonna love it. Um, but this imposter syndrome, do you think that sometimes it's a scapegoat to fear for some people? Yeah, for sure. Okay. You know, fear and failure. Okay. 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 Some people, it's like, it's almost like a, probably like a, if, if they put themselves down, if they undervalue themselves, then if they fail, they go, I knew it. Oh, okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, you talked about mirrors. Well, what, can you repeat that saying for me? I actually fucking like it. The What's the window saying? in the mirror. Well, what was okay. that again? So it's easier to look out the window than look at yourself in the mirror. Then look at yourself in the mirror. Do you think the mirror has a factor in the imposter syndrome? Uh, in a way, yeah. But like, I think the mirror reflects you, right? That's the key to the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. And and reflection and reflection comes from your own eyes so whatever way you see yourself in there is the way that it is right Right. you know you you could be the opposite you could be really confident and look like shit you know like Uh uh you know so you know it's like that I always think that like if there's a a thin line between imposter being an imposter and being depressed oh oh Okay, throw that curveball at me real quick. Because, because if you like, you could be like, you just don't want to sound cocky and whatever. But if you just don't think you're good at anything and you're like, you diminish your own value all the time, how is that not being slightly depressed? You know what? You, you know, you know, you know what? You may be onto something. And I don't think a lot of people see that. Me being one of them. You know? I don't think I've ever really thought of that, it, 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 at least in that direction. I've never thought of it that way. I probably have thought someone who is really too hard on themselves and hard on their abilities, you know, maybe they needed some healing, but I don't think I've ever actually thought maybe there is a thin line with depression. There probably and, is. You know, and, 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 and very transparently being someone who has battled depression in the past. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever seen it that way, but that's actually a really good, a really good perspective that you're putting in, in, in that 
in that concept, to be honest. Do you find yourself your hardest critic? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Like I am my biggest hype woman. And I'm constantly coming at myself in my in my head. Then that's that's actually great, in my opinion. Because then you're your balance. Really? really? If you if you hype yourself up and you criticize yourself, then yeah, because it it wouldn't work one way. Like if you hype if you only hype yourself up, nah, right? I can't do that. <laughs> I, I can't. But do then, that. but then you would you would hype yourself up to the point that people would tell you, "Yo, you shouldn't do this. That's a bad idea." And you'd be like, "No, nah, it's gonna work. It's me." You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So right. like, it's that balance, right? Of like being half and half. Like an yeah. Arnold Palmer. I'm done. <laughs> half and half. Um, the opposite of the imposter syndrome, the Dunning-Kruger effect, also known as in the internet streets, as the President Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. I fucking loved this concept because let me say this. I know a lot of people who, first of all, it says whose confidence and bluster never wavers despite his weak interest in understanding of policy matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any, anybody told you about war? I am the best at war. I win all the time. Make deals. Win. That's me. I just want my listeners to know I did this on purpose so he could do the impersonation. <laughs> it's just great it's just great <laughs> no you know what you know what that that guy like for him it's the opposite right he's like yeah. he, he he is a and this is crazy he is a wwe character in fact yeah he actually you know he actually is in the hall of fame of wwe but he is he's created this donald trump the businessman right successful right. oh everything i do is gold everything i do is successful Right. You know what I mean? Right, but right, right. inside his head, I guarantee it. He says, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm, you yeah, know? yeah, you're right. You know? You're right. But he knows that he knows that people don't buy into that. Like his, he's only been successful at this, right? Yeah. He's yeah. only been you know. So is it safe to say though, because he wears his tie, his mm-hmm. fucking hair is combed the same way every single motherfucking time. He has the longest tie ever, by the way. The longest fucking tie. Um, and I hate his suits. I can't stand his suits. I'm sorry. I just I can't take them. Be- best suits. I have the best suits. People tell me all the time I have the best suits. <laughs> like, can we say this motherfucker found the skillful ability to fake it till he makes it because he made it? Like, he made it all the way through. He might still make it. As of right now, the man is still not behind bars. Like... Yeah. And, and, and on this platform, y'all know I hate saying his name, but I had to to address this effect in the imposter syndrome. I was, I was going to put his name out there. But this is the difference. Watch this. Talk to me. The difference between Donald Trump and faking it till you make it, motherfuckers, mm. is Donald Trump gave it 110%. To his at, that, it. Yep. at that. At that. You yep. know what I mean? He, he is by far, and I don't care what anybody tells me, he is the greatest con artist in the history of America. Absolutely. He, he, he made it to being the president without never running for politics, never knowing shit about politics. Absolutely. And, and he almost won twice. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. And the craziest shit, honestly, I don't, I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't, listen, if there are any listeners out there that know American history, like their back of their hand, please hit me up and correct me if I'm wrong. 
I don't think there's ever been any candidate or president, any public figure all in one piece of shit, all in one to ever truly demonstrate the reality of what the history of this country is. I don't think we've ever had one to fucking do it in real time as every single day developed for this man in office. Like, it, like we're living in in the in the reality, right, of what post Trump is. Yeah, it's always been there, but this is the reality we're in today. I I, I watched a clip on Instagram where the guy goes to like these Trump rallies and he asks them really basic questions. So the guy asked one a Trump supporter, he goes, "Uh, you're not gonna get vaccinated?" And he goes, "No." And he goes, why? He goes, because it's my choice. It's my body. I should be able to do what I want with my body. And the guy goes, I agree. What about abortions? He goes, oh, no, we got to stop those. Uh (laughs) And and, and I go, and I go, look at this shit. Look at this shit. No, but Trump is the most successful con artist of all time. Unbelievable. But he, like anything else you do in life, he gave it 110%. Yeah. Whether we thought he was an idiot or not, right? There were very intelligent people that never made it to be president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He was an idiot, yeah. you know? And he made it because he committed to it. He committed to being a liar, a deceiver, and, you know, a fake businessman. And people bought into it because he committed to it. Yeah, yeah. I just want you to know, every time I hear people say a liar, a cheater, I instantly start, um, a deceiver, I instantly start singing the a fucking song. A heartbreaker. <laughs> instantly i saw you going like this and i'm like "Mm." i'm singing it in my head and Um, i want it all (laughs) i can't stand it but i love that song um to add to the human um aspect of life of us just being human and sometimes you know imposter syndrome being overly confident in in our abilities or probably underestimating our skills and shit like that sometimes you know, changes just need to happen. And I want to be able to, to shine light on this and, and how that felt for you looking into a mirror making that decision for uh, your podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to make mention of the previous name, but you did go through a rebrand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know there's factors into that decision, but I want to know from the looking into the mirror aspect of it. Um, I don't know if you've ever really dived into this. I definitely tune in every single week to your show. Um, but how how harsh was that reality or was it even harsh at all? Um, in, in what sense? The, the rebranding reality? The, the, the rebranding reality. Um, it wasn't as harsh because... Um, I have full confidence in the team that I have, you know, like okay. the rest of the crew. Um, and the rebranding came from a situation where um, it, it was necessary to like shed dead weight, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, I felt like the name and all this stuff, the, the rebranding part, sure. Um, you already had a little traction with the, with the previous and you're just mm-hmm. kind of, but I'd rather have had and I, and I quote DJ Brian on this, um, one of my co-hosts. Um, he said, better now in the beginning than later. 
Oh. You know, and I and I go, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? You know, and in the previous pod, the there were there there was a an instinct where you know talking back to what we were saying we there were some of us that were doing it for the 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 love and mm-hmm. the the learning factor and all and some individuals were doing it for trying to make it a monetary thing tomorrow okay thinking you know the pod was going to be Joe Budden or Joe Rogan or whoever mm-hmm. um and that whole aspect just needed to be, it needed to be like, forgot about. Like I needed, we need, we, the ones who stayed needed a fresh start. A fresh start. You know what I mean? Yeah. With, with a different vibe and a different energy and, you know, and, a, and to be honest, a better energy, you know, mm-hmm. no shade on anybody, but um, just a better energy overall, you know, like mm-hmm. my two co-hosts are incredible. You know, mm-hmm. they, they work hard. They, they put 110 all the time, you know, we, we are in the process of always trying to figure it out. We always, you know, we meet weekly, we have discussions, mm-hmm. you know, are we where, where we think we should be? No, are we, are we are where we should be mm-hmm. for now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Because like I tell them all the time, um, if we were really successful and we had like 30,000 listeners every week, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do that, you know? I'm not mentally ready there, you know, to go from zero to 30,000 listeners, you know what I mean? Right. That's like, people see you down the street and they go, yo, I love your pot. I'm like, just trying to get a, I'm just trying to get a sandwich. Right, 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 right. And and that's the concept of, and this is why I'm tying that in a little bit to underestimating, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, and and this is why I wanted to touch on the rebrand, essentially. Um, Yeah, there was, a, a once right a, a, mm-hmm. a beginning to it and then there was a rebrand and a lot of the time there's a stigma around rebrands a lot of the mm-hmm. time there is um nevertheless you know there were still listeners who came and continued not came yeah. they continued they they remained um to still embrace the content coming with what the team looked like now what the crew looked mm-hmm. like now right when you think of it from that aspect of it all right then comes the other reality, right? It's like one reality is rebrand or not. How do I, how do I keep up? How do I keep up? How do I, you know, retain my listeners? How do I engage more listeners? Right. Uh And to your point, imagine the reality of going from that zero to 30,000. Yeah. The demand, the demand is greater. The demand is heavier. Like you miss one fucking week, God forbid these fucking listeners are sliding into your fucking dms yep what's up what's going on like you haven't dropped the episode and you know it's it's at that point is that when we look at the imposter syndrome or the trump effect whatever the fuck we want to call it right Mm -hmm. um i can't say the other name it's too long right now like when we're there underestimating ourselves and then what happens when we really fucking hit that threshold that we really want that goal that we really want like, yeah. are we realistically ready for that? Are we able to face that and say, yo, we got to get it together. Are we quitting? Uh-huh. Are we quitting our jobs today? We, we, yeah. we hit. Like, how the fuck do we keep up with this shit? I don't that's know a, if I would ever be ready for that. That's the scariest thing, right? The right. scariest thing is like, let's say uh, the pod takes off and now you're making monthly. 
let's just throw out a crazy number. You're making 15,000 a month, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, in the, in the example of like somebody like Joe Budden, mm -hmm. who crumbled, the bigger he got, the more he crumbled, mm -hmm. right? The launching the network and all this stuff added pressure that he mentally wasn't actually ready for. You know what I mean? As, at all. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, a, it's a tough bridge to cross, right? Yeah. You know, from going from the minor leagues to the major leagues and then becoming the league. You Oof. know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it, it, it's just, it's, it's a tough thing. And that's why I bring up the Kevin Hart example earlier, because standing on that stage, I, I would die. Like I would, and I'm not even like a scared person like that. I would just imagine like, yo, I have to now fucking perform for 40,000 people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I have to be fucking funny for 40,000 people. That's crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. And and I heard Jesus and Marrow talk about this once that they go up there and the reason they enjoy it is because they go up there and they don't plan it out. They just go up there. I actually didn't know that about them. Yeah, they just go up there and they just go, fuck this shit. You know what I mean? And they start talking to the crowd, drinking beer, whatever it is. And, you know, that allowed them to work through their fear and eventually they started planning it out. They started working on it and saying, yo, we got we got time. We got, you know what I mean? It, the, the cross, the being successful part, people might dream of it, but it's something that they might never be ready for. You see it in, uh, I watched the story of Heath Ledger today. I have yet to watch that. You know, and uh, Heath Ledger, was somebody who just wanted to be an actor. He didn't want to deal with the second part, which was promoting the movie, mm -hmm. you know? And by the end of his life, he was only sleeping two hours. Yeah. He had done five movies in a row. Yeah. So, you know, like, it's hard, man. It's hard. I'm actually a fan of his. I'm a fan of his. Yeah, and, and I, I, that's part of the reason why I haven't watched it, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's difficult, man. Fame is a motherfucker, man. You it know? is it, it is. is and it yeah. ties into the whole admiration idolization it ties into the imposter syndrome your your trump effect it, it ties into all of that when we're self-reflecting it ties into when we're hitting realizations um with certain events in our lives you know um you know i'm i'm gonna make this a full circle when you have a man chasing a woman because he wants her so bad and then he becomes a dad and suddenly he don't want all of it you know yeah like it, reality fucking hits you hard and sometimes you know you you wanna you wanna feed off of a little bit too much than what your stomach can fucking take and that's when you fucking throwing up and you sick to your stomach and all of a sudden you you just want out of it you can't even survive in that anymore yeah and it's sickening it's sickening yeah. right? and i think that's where the reality has to hit you know, uh, on every aspect of it all. Um, and, and again, I don't know if people understand that. Quite frankly, a lot of the time, I have to reevaluate and reassess for me to make sure that I continuously understand that. Just think about it like this. One of these shows that we record could be the show, right? The mm -hmm. show that goes, that makes you popular, right? Okay. Are you ready for everybody to go back to listen to every show? and walk up to you in the street and tell you stories that you said on the show and you have no idea who this person is. 
You know what I mean? Like, yo, I remember you. Is that an actual question? Yeah, like that. that those, have are, to answer? Those, those, <laughs> those are difficult things, right? Like you just, you just there waiting for your kid or, you know, waiting across the street or whatever. And boom, right there. You're on a date, you're on wherever. Somebody comes up to you while you're at dinner. You know what I mean? Like that's the reality of, we are currently, in, although we are not at that level, but we are currently becoming public figures. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you know like that's why i i struggle with the instagram part right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i struggle with the with the actually being me my real self like you know although i'm the same person but you know like sharing too much people share sometimes mm-hmm. too much right right, right. And, and then what do you keep for yourself right like what's what's personal to you Right. If you just share everything on social media. Right, right. And and let me say this, and, and I appreciate you saying that because the, I definitely received criticism from people when I decided to create a separate public page from my Instagram, mm-hmm. from my personal. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. I have shared my son on my mm-hmm. public one um, with his consent and his permission because he's still a child and he is a human being and a person. Right. And and I want to respect the fact that he didn't choose for to be on a public forum. Okay. Yeah. But I did get scrutiny from certain people. It was kind of like alluded to me, like, oh, but you're not, re- you're not being real. Like you're not being raw. Like that's not really you. It's not that like, there's still a certain level that I feel deserves protection and respect. Look, from- there's always, ha- there, it has to be a separation between church and state. Yeah, there has to, in my opinion, just, just in my opinion. And, and I say that to say, you know, no secret, my audience knows I have started a new endeavor in my career. I don't know if I want to be totally open about this new journey in my career um, and align it to this part of, of my life. Um, Because there are certain things that are just so precious and you want to be able to have a separate focus. Kind of like when you say, oh, I leave work at work and I come home to home. Kind of yeah. like that. You know, I, I do think that that's my best way to find the balance for me because I am a working mother, a working woman um, with a career. And I am still trying to work on something creative that I, I am equally passionate about. But both passions don't have to mix. Both passions don't have to mingle. And in a sense, to be quite honest with you, the Daisy that I am on stage in my career mm-hmm. is the same Daisy I am on stage when I'm podcasting. Mm-hmm. My deliveries are just a little bit different. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because I'm, I'm still the same, but my delivery is probably the same. Okay. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be like this at work. I, I always think about, though, like, you know, like... um. Ric Flair, right? And I remember watching a documentary on Ric Flair. Uh, no, it was actually like a 30 for 30 on ESPN. They did one on Ric Flair. Did and, they? Yeah. Oh, I got to catch that one. And, and they, uh, I think they had uh, Triple H and Triple H was like, uh, Ric Flair spent so many years being Ric Flair mm-hmm. that he forgot how to be himself when he came home. Like he wow. only knew he, he only knew how to be this character that he had created, the drinking and the sleeping with women and the driving limousines. So, but he had a wife at home. Right. But he, to him, he had already separated those two worlds completely. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
like, and it wasn't until like his son committed suicide that it kind of hit him. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm a dad. I'm not really like this fucking character that I created for 40, 50 years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that's the hardest part, right? With fame, right? Mm -hmm. We, we create, uh, some people just want to be regular. Heath Ledger just wanted to be Heath Ledger, Mm -hmm. but he was already, you know, the joke, you know, or whoever, you know? Right. Right. So it's just difficult, right? Like, you think Kim K has a regular life? No, no. Rihanna. No, no. And I'm pretty sure as much as I, those are women that I can admire their hustle, whether I love them or not. I mean, I love Rihanna. Um, I'm sure they have their own fucking struggles with these, with these self-reflective syndromes, with these self-reflective admirations and idolizations of themselves, maybe of themselves, maybe to be quite honest. I I think, I think shout out to big sis, me and big sis had this conversation once. And I think, you know, there was a little period where Rihanna was a, a little heavier set, right? Yes. Right. And she would take all the pictures and she would cover Mm-hmm. Like the belly, right? She would like angle herself so you wouldn't see the belly. I thought Rihanna, I think Rihanna was fine as fuck. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and and it's like, we admire her, but we forget that she's, whatever her real name is, you know, at home. Yeah. When she, when she looks in the mirror, she's there and she's like, you know, hey, I got fat right here. You know, I got, you yeah. know, all this. she got her insecurities and shit. Yeah. I think social media, I think that's the part that I kind of hate about social media. Right. Social media is like a really pretty picture all the time, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? The The bullseye. It's the bullseye. Or the nose. You could say that. Or the nose. (laughs) But definitely the bullseye. No, you're right. It is a pretty picture. That I think that's the whole concept behind the the filters, you know, the, the, oh, God damn it. There's so many fucking filters. I'm, you know, you know how I know when it's too old to not face reality about fucking life and shit like unemployment and come ups and shit. When you're too fucking old to understand all the motherfucking filters on Instagram. There's my filters. That's it. Like, I just, I can't, I'm, I'm done. Like, I just, I can't do it. I just, Yo, I, I think, I think also like for me, um, I, I, I came from an era where um, bullying was normal. Right. Okay. Like what, what what people call bullying today was just used to call it snapping, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it gave me like this thick layer of like tough skin, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like social media does the opposite. Oh, social media allows you to control uh, who sees your post. If they commented on something negative, you delete it. You know what I mean? You go through all these steps and, you know, you only give yourself what you want to see. That is right? true. Yeah. Right? And then people constantly post something and look how many likes they got. I don't really care if I get any likes, to be honest with you. I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. Like, the reality of things is that I spend a lot of time becoming my own best friend. Yeah. And because of that, there's nothing really anybody can say to me that's going to really like move me in, in a negative kind of way where I'm going to be like, oh, shit, they don't like my haircut. Right. You know, right, right. I, don't, I don't give a shit, you know. Do you think that's the secret? And and I want to, you know, we could go into the overdose after this. Do you think that's the secret to 
knowing how to deal with an imposter syndrome or even the Trump effect that you work on being your own best friend? You work on liking yourself, accepting yourself? Yeah, 100%. You think Donald Trump likes himself? No. I don't think you don't so. Think, you, don't, you don't think he likes himself? I guarantee you he walks off that stage. He says his, something like- His true self or his onstage self? Whatever it is. His whole self. That, you mean his whole self. He's been that character for so long. It's all that remains. Just like Rick no, Flair. Well, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, then in that case, I would say he's totally in love with himself. Exactly. So then yeah. he goes, we go, he comes off that stage and he tells, he goes on that stage, tells you, yo, inject bleach. And then walks off and he goes, and he goes, that was a brilliant idea. <laughs> <laughs> and they just walks off and nobody tells him shit. And nobody, nobody tells goes, him to inject bleach on himself and neither is he going to do it. He just, he just focuses on the fact that it's the idea. You're right. You're right. He thinks he's genius. End of story. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's his whole concept of life. That's his love for yeah. himself. He's his best friend. He needs no one else. You're yeah. absolutely right. You are. Yeah. All right. We're going to go into the overdose. That is the last segment of the show. And what the overdose is, is usually when we go on a quick rant on something that may have pissed us off, or we go on a little vibe of something that, you know, has us, you know, in a good, in a good mood. So do you want to share anything? Get it off your chest. Do you want to just mellow it out? Anything uh, you want to share? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on, a, on, a, on something that I've been wondering. Okay. What's up with all these fake butts? The fake butts. Yeah, like I was, I was on vacation. Oh, and I and I was watching. I was like, "Yo, look at the fake butts out here too." You know what I mean? Like, so I my could... thing is like, what do, what is what is the goal for it? Okay, so are we talking about your standard BBL? Is that what we're we're talking about, or BB... like these are fake, fake? Like, is is BBL the the fat transfer one? Yes, and it's the the the, the butt the butt lifts. Then it's like semi, right? Okay. The, the, BBL, the BBL semi, semi real, semi fake. Yes, it looks really. I'm, it looks more real than not. I'm talking about the ones that look like a character from the movie Ants. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, what's up? What's the point? Honestly, I think, and 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 I want to be fair on this. Do you think that that also with that concept, that's just how it's evolved, or do you think Kim K had a direct influence on that bullshit? One hundred percent. You do. 100, okay. One hundred percent. Okay. You know. Okay. But like the thing, the thing is that like, and I'm gonna say this as frank as I can say, it, bitch, you're not Kim K. Right. Like right. Kim K. Kim K is Kim K. Right. Maybe you think that like if this is the the the, the step to getting to Kim K, you're never gonna make it there because Kim K is still there. Right. She's still right there. You know right. what I mean? You know? I, I, I want to add to that. I feel like, and it's not, listen, it's no shade. I know plenty of people who have gotten surgeries to their bodies. It's it if that's what makes you feel good, if that's what you've needed for yourself, great. So be it. You got men getting liposuction too. I mean, it is what it is, right? It is what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. My thing with that is. Because I ha- I'm in, I've been in healthcare for years and I've worked for a plastic surgeon once upon a time, I, I really dislike when it's not a job well done, when it's, when it's, and I'm not talking about that, that, um, alley work, but injections, that's not what I'm talking about because it's actually very scary and it's actually a very dark world when, when that mm-hmm. has happened and people yeah, have yeah, died sure. of it. I'm talking about when you really have someone who is doing it right, but they do a poor job. And so you can just see that it's a fake, butt. you can just mm-hmm. see that it's just not proportioned. And that's where I have a problem when 
the job is not well done when you when you do have people who have asked half half acid for lack of a better word right now um half acid and you know you have these bodies that you're able to pull you know look at them and say bro you're never going to be to your point kim kardashian you're never going to be you know with all due respect you know kim kardashian has made a name for herself however which way she has but my original big booty judy is always going to be Edie chacon um because i remember watching her on tv growing up my mom and my, my dad made sure i watched her <laughs> so there you go like it, some people are just never going to be that um and also very transparently as a woman who does enjoy looking at women who do have nice bodies um some of them don't look nice they just don't I, I, they're not but, appealing and they're not attractive. but what is but what is the end goal is my question my question is like what are they what are what are they they they're most some of these bitches that get this fucking uh fake ass are just working as a bar a bottle waitress like what is the goal is it did you encounter that while you were on vacation like did you see that no i saw matt by the way i saw you know what's big uh sugar daddy (gasps) really so a lot of sugar daddies out there you got let me tell you i wonder if that's post-pandemic bullshit (laughs) number one they were really old number two they look like they were spending their retirement money on these chicks oh right Like, it's like the think about like an older white man, like, but not like a, a dude that looks like he has money, like the dude that's wearing the cargo pants yeah. and, the, and the leather sandals, like shit like that, you know, like that kind of what old. Is the, and, the, linen, the linen shirt. The linen shirt. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, damn, she's going to have to go home and, and like blow this old dude for like uh, Yeah, but he's trip. probably going to fall asleep real quick. So she ain't going to be blowing that long. Yeah, but like I'm like it's still gotta be terrible. Oh, I can't. I, you know what I mean? Like the dude looked like in his seventies. I'm it not made like for a, the. I'm not made for the sugar daddy life. Not at this age. I can't. I just I can't. I mean. That's what I mean. So if that's that's what's that? That's the goal. I mean, I think that the goal is for one, you know, and I don't like to say this in a bad way. Um, you know, you're always gonna have some women that, for X, Y, and Z reason, you know, they're gonna go and change up their bodies to because they see it as a come up in whatever industry it is that they're in right i don't just want to say a stripper because a lot of the time a lot of strippers don't do all of that to themselves no Um, they don't right so i don't want to say it's directly with that um there's a lot of different industries where they think that that's what's going to get them there and the truth is in a lot of industry it does get them somewhere to to change Mm -hmm. up their body that's the truth um and then you have the ones who do it solely to maintain and upkeep an image to keep looking young and right and tight so that they can get to the sugar daddy with the white linen shirt and and the, <laughs> the leather sandals they're never gonna bag jeff bezos so why do it <laughs> you know what i mean like yo shout out to my old guy when i was 19 he was 45 and he paid for my books <laughs> but but, you, but think about it that that that's a regular nigga right like, like I'm looking, I'm looking at the chicks while I was on vacation, and I'm like, "You here, and you gotta spend the time with this old ass dude. You could have just paid for your own vacation. What are you doing?" Yo, God forgive me, God forgive me for this, but God forgive me, please. I'm gonna go to church on Sunday, and I'm gonna ask for forgiveness. But like, my concern is, we're still in post pandemic. Why are these elderly men still traveling? Like, should you not stay home and stay safe? Nah, you know, like, you know why? What's going on? You know, you know why they're risking it all for pussy? 
is that is that where is that where we are today? We we risking uh, it all for pussy like uh, uh, that's that's how most men live their lives. But but in this day and age, like uh, still like I, I just I just don't I just don't get it. Like I just don't get like you 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 because they all look miserable. Let me tell you, none of them look like they were really enjoying each other's company. That's another thing. Here's the real question: Were they foreigners or were they like? Now, one of the chicks looked like she was from straight Atlanta. She oh. actually, she actually uh, went in the pool with like a head, a headscarf. She okay. didn't want to get, she didn't want to get her weave wet. Okay. And then the next day, I saw her, and her weave had gotten wet, and I could see why she was trying to wear that that headscarf. Oh no! Oh no! Bitch looked like they put it through a blender. But how was her booty though? Was it one of the good ones or one of the not so good? No, no. Yeah. No, she got like the really thin legs, the really big ass. Yeah, that's the part I can't deal. I just, I can't deal. I'm sorry. I come from a time, I come from a time where when you saw the thick thighs and and you just knew proportions, you just saw real bodies. Like, you know who was real bodies for me? Like for one, my mom, shout out to my mom. My mom is 67 years old today, but my mom had me when she was 30. My mom Mm -hmm. still had a body on her. My mom, my Mm -hmm. mom always had a good figure on her. I got to give her that. Um, but the vecinas, the vecinas, I'm not going to say their names, but if my, my neighbors from my hood listening to this, you know, your mama look good to this day. Those vecinas are amazing, but some of those vecinas look real good and they had their children. They were housewives, but they had bodies on them and it was natural bodies, your thighs, your hips, your booties. Like, you know, like that's, that's what I know to be proportion. When I see what we see today. You know, it kind of irks me sometimes. Am I going to be honest? Yeah, I've thought about it. Don't don't get me wrong. I have. I have thought about, damn, what if I actually fucking do it? My personal trainer is probably going to kick my ass. But what if I actually do it? But then it's like, I'm going to have to invest in the fucking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for the shit to look right. Because it's going to piss me off if it doesn't. It's going to piss me the fuck off. Like, I don't what, know. What, 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 if, what if your man had the fake penal? Like he did his, he, he did, he did the fake penis. You know, I've heard of that shit. Um, like, I don't, I, do we know anyone who's dealt with that? <laughs> I, I don't travel by those circles. I'm sorry. I don't travel uh, by the okay, fake penis circles. Okay, how do I say this? Very overdosage. And actually, you know what? This is, I'm going to tag along on this one. Um, like, does it function when you deep throat? Well, not you. Like, if I was to deep throat, like, would it function this? Like, how does... I don't know what function means. <laughs> uh, Does it stay I, hard the whole way? I don't, I don't know. Probably not. Right. So, like, why am I going to want that? Like, that's going to piss me off. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> like, it's going to get me mad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you yeah, can't yeah. stay up in my mouth. Like, what the fuck? Like, I just, yeah. things like that. Like, I just, I can't. I'm getting, I'm getting mad now. Like, none of these motherfuckers better come up to me with no fake fucking penis and shit. Like, no. I mean, you know, that I have a whole bunch of chicks in my building that have the fake ass and I just shake my head all the time at it. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know why you did this. And let me tell you, they were pretty girls originally. Right. They never they never needed it. Right. You know, and they were they were both they they're all just bottle waitresses. Yeah, I see what you mean with that. Honestly, I do because I, I get it. I mean, if we're gonna be very, very um raw with this, I mean, there's plenty of local places we go to, and we could tell they have fake bodies on them, and that's all. That's what they do. And not to throw shade on that, you know, do we call it a career or a job? What uh, bottle waitressing? Yeah, I think it, the thing about bottle waitressing, I think you do it hoping that a nigga takes you out of there. 
Really? Like, because why else would you get the fake body? Oh, you mean specifically to that? Yeah, like you get the Got fake it. body hoping that a nigga, you know, and I see it all the time here, you know. I see yeah, it with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really don't. I mean, I'm always going to question how can they afford it for one? I mean, do they really get that much of good tips? They get paid that well? I think they get a nigga to pay for it. Oh, you're taking it this far now. Full circle with Big Homie Booth. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of sucker niggas that pay for that shit, and mm-hmm. then and then they go and use it another to get an upgraded nigga. Yeah. Oh. What do you call is um is it safe to say is that what we would call, you know, in the in the good streets of the Heights and maybe DR is that what we call a chapiadora? Is that what that is? That that is one hundred percent a choppy. A choppy choppy. Shout out to one of my homegirls. <laughs> Hey, they be, they be out they be out here, man. Chappy Chappy, that's what it is. I, I have an impeccable record with, with Chapiadoras. I've never been got ever. Ever? Ever. Not and, once. And you can spot them a mile away. Yeah, I can see it a mile away. Like if you're too friendly to me and I'm not a, I'm not that friendly of a nigga. So why are you so friendly? You how know? how do they normally approach look, take take notes, gentlemen? Take notes of what a chapiadora is, chappy chappy. How do they usually approach? Let's give a quick overdose lesson on this. You know, the 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 chick knows they can see that if you got like if you look like you're willing to spend, right? Like mm. you're because niggas play the same game, right? Like it's it's kind of like a game. So the niggas will go in there not maybe subconsciously looking for a choppy. Yeah. Because they go and they go, yo, nigga, we buying bottles tonight. Why are you buying <laughs> bottles tonight? You know what I mean? The bottles are four hundred dollars. The bottles forty dollars at the liquor store. Right. You know what I mean? And then they spot that shit. You know, they'd be like, oh, this nigga's willing to spend four hundred dollars on a stupid bottle. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he spend four hundred dollars on on these titties? No, listen, these chapeladas are serious. I, listen, you know what? I'm gonna give them respect though because that takes a lot. Think about it. Imagine the type of ability you have to be having in the moment of being a bottle girl service right mm-hmm. full-blown mm-hmm. and spotting spotting your next target bullseye mm-hmm. of who is going to pay for those titties and who's going to pay for that ass yeah yeah, for I, sure. Th- those are abilities and skills i gotta give it to them yo the reality is the men are really weak we're all really weak <laughs> we're all really weak. risk because y'all will risk it all for pussy <laughs> This gives Vax and Wax a whole new meaning. Why, 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 why you think um, Erica Mena looks the way Erica Mena looks? I've been on her OnlyFans. It's not. Do you like it? Like, like. Uh, I mean, let me rephrase that. Is it? Is, is it worth it? Like the no. price? It's no. not. Okay, that's what I meant. Okay. There's like I'm more drawn to the natural look. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and she got those funny loving hip hop teeth. No disrespect to her. No, no, she does. But what is her talent? I purposely left the sound of silence to cue in the crickets at a later time. <laughs> there is there is no time. <laughs> that's fucked up. Let me know. First of all, that's my Scorpio sis. That's why my girl's crazy. Let's begin with that. I'm just Sec- saying. <laughs> Second of all, though, um, fun fact, uh, 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. uh, on our way back from Puerto Rico, Marcus was standing with me, my son, waiting to get our luggage. And he mm-hmm. turns around and looks up. And he's like, mama. And I'm like, well, he is, that's the girl from Love and Hip Hop. That's Erica. Bro, why was she standing right next to my kid with the only crop top, no bra? So Marcus looks up and the first shit he sees is her titties. 
How, how old was Marcus? He was what, like four, five, five, maybe six? I was going to say, he definitely went to hump the bed later. <laughs> he probably did. He probably did. I mean, she started off as a video vixen in Terror Squad. You know, my last episode, we talked about resumes. And, um, you know, that's how far it goes. That's that's the fucking truth. That's where her fame started. Uh, or I should say notoriety. That that goes to show you, if you look at her beginning to what her body looked then to what her body is today, you can just tell she's gotten the work done. And not to say she doesn't put in work to keep it because it's the other part of it. Even when you do have surgery, your Brazilian butt lives or your fake asses. And if you're one of those people who is not going to keep up with it and maintain it, then you're going to look like pure fraud. And then you're going to look real foolish at 67 years old where all, all your shit is sagging. Like. I mean, you know, Pamela Anderson had the fake tits for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's not on that overdose. This was a fun overdose. I appreciate you bringing that shit up. <laughs> the fake asses. The fake ass and, talk. And the fake penis. Like, I was I was slightly triggered. Now you're going to go do some research on fake penises. I am. I absolutely am. And then I'm going to go look at the dick pics that I got just to make sure that none of them... <laughs> You want to you want to ask about fake dick pics? I am. I, I, <laughs> I will actually. I'll hit a big sis. All right. Well, this is amazing to have you come on the show and chop this up and, and discuss and dive right into these these little topics and these little personalities. Um, do you want to tell my listeners where they could find you after gracing this amazing show here? Well, you could find me uh, every week on the Everybody Relax podcast. You could um, find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, uh, I think we're on Google, you know, uh, I think, I don't, I don't really, I'm not going to lie, I don't listen to it on Google, uh, but yeah, you can find me at, um, at Big Homie Booth on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, you can find my co-host at DJ Brian Music, mm-hmm. at Cat Think Kim, mm-hmm. you know, um, hashtag Tugboat Nation, uh, <laughs> and yeah, and, and we drop every Friday, you know. Yeah, yeah. Usually early, we try. <laughs> y'all be getting tight when y'all don't. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I'll be getting real upset. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys are dope. Um, Definitely tune in, guys. Please go follow. Please go support. Um, I've had Big Homie Booth on the show twice. Captain Kim maybe three times. You know, I let this be a very public announcement to DJ Brian. You're next. It's time to bring DJ Brian on this show. It's it's time to put him in the hot seat. Get get ready to argue. Oh, but I I, I just I love that energy though from him. Like it's the, just the, the, the nine hour podcast. <laughs> He's spicy these days. <laughs> DJ Brian he, spicy, y'all. It's because he drives. It's because he drives a Mazda. That's okay. Let him drive the Mazda, but he's real spicy these days. Well, Booth, I want to thank you again for just coming on and just, you know, giving the the public, the audience, some great content here, great discussion, great perspective. And as always, um, this podcast Casa is always your Casa. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And you guys already know this is another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I am your host, Misty, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.